The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, I'm joined by Gareth Mullins, who's executive chef at Anantara, the Marker Dublin. Uh, Gareth, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Uh, very well. Now, a lot of people have hit the barbecue, and you can do this on the barbecue or on the pan as you choose. Yeah, you sure can. Yeah, and um, what I would urge people to do is just try and buy Irish beef and try and get it dry aged. I mean. A ribeye steak, what I'm suggesting here with chips and cowboy butter, is a real treat. But um, like really take your time when you're in the uh, butchers and try and pick meat that's well marbled. And um, like the butcher's mm-hmm. going to sell you the best steak he can, but um, you're really looking for marbling yeah. content. And um, any idea what you might pay for a decent sized ribeye? I mean, you're going to pay seven or eight quid probably for it. Like the, yeah. I, I'm suggesting a two fifty gram ribeye. I mean, some of the supermarkets are selling very good quality meat now. Um, but little trick if you're ever buying two pack two steaks in yeah. a in a packet they normally put the sticker over the steak that's not as good yeah. so if you run your finger along the sticker you'll feel a big lump of sinew especially if you're buying strip lines yeah so i mean obviously i know, I know what i'm feeling for but uh normally try and have a look at the steaks even if they're in a packet don't assume they're going to be nice and tender because right. a lot of people are talking about the high cost of steak uh, you know that it's too expensive to put yeah. on some menus they say yeah. why is there such a jump between the cost of the steak in the supermarket and the cost on the plate I mean, really, when you're going into a restaurant, you've all the associated costs. So you've got labour costs, energy costs, and, you know, you have all these things that come into play. Generally speaking, I, I buy, you know the company where I buy my yeah. beef, it's John Stone. Uh, the beef is dry-aged on the bone for at least 28 days. And that costs. That, yeah, I mean, it's hanging in a fridge with air being blown on it for 28 days to reduce the moisture and make the beef more tender. So all of these things add to the cost. And my view with all foods is that, you know, Less is more sometimes, you know, so like if you buy a couple of two, 250 gram steaks, don't be afraid to carve them after they've rested, you know, and have some more chips and garnish on the plate yeah. and just eat better quality meat, a little bit less of it. And don't be searching for bargains when you're buying steaks because, I mean, you're going to yeah, you, you, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. You get what you pay for. everything in life, right? Okay, so um, you select your ribeye yeah. wherever you uh, get it, and then what? So then the garnish I'm doing is uh, watercress. So just some watercress that you get in the supermarket, and we're going to dress that in a little bit of olive oil and balsamic. Then you're going to do some uh, chips, so nice large baker potatoes, um, 10 of them. And then it's going to sound like I'm going to say a lot of ingredients here, but this is the cowboy butter. The hardest part about making this sauce is rounding up the ingredients, pardon the pun. Um, so the, you need 150 grams of Irish country butter, four cloves of garlic that you're going to grate or finely chop, uh, one shallot that you're going to finely chop, the juice and zest of a lemon. Then I need a big tablespoon of Dijon mustard, half a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, that's for a little bit of heat, and a half a teaspoon of chilli. One teaspoon of smoked paprika and then some chopped parsley and thyme that I hope you're growing out in your garden at this time of year. And then a teaspoon of salt and pepper. To make this sauce, all you do is put the butter in the pan, bring the butter up just till it's melted. And then you just add the garlic in, saute that with the shallot for five minutes, take it off the heat and put all the rest of the ingredients in and just keep stirring it. That's and it? It's literally, that's it. But one thing I would just say to you, when you're stirring it, just taste it for, it needs to be a little bit acidic, a little bit heat. 
And then if you can taste all these things, it just means a little bit more salt. Okay. That's and it. you you serve them uh, warm or hot? Warm, yeah. Just either bring the pan to the table or throw it into a bowl and leave it into the table. And as you're taking it out, just give the sauce a little stir yeah. and you'll catch all the ingredients. Yeah. That's it. But it really, really works now, well. Uh, uh, cooking the steak, be it on the barbecue or on the pan? Yeah. So make sure you take your steak out 30 minutes before you're going to cook it. What that does is it allows the meat to come to room temperature. So when we apply this really hot heat, it travels up through the steak and it means it cooks to... I like my, especially ribeye, I like it medium rare rather than rare because I want that fat to melt a little bit. And then you put a medium uh, sized, your heaviest pan that you own, onto the heat and let it get smoking hot. Now, I mean, you want to see smoke coming yeah. off it. If you're not using the pan, it's the same principle for the barbecue. And then you just... Your steak onto a, onto a plate little drizzle of uh, vegetable oil, season them very well with salt and then you're going to put them onto the pan and they're going to sear when they're in the pan. Now I cook them for about two or three minutes, turn it over another two or three minutes and then take them off onto a warm plate. At this point I season them with a little bit of pepper Mm. and I leave them for three or four minutes. Resting meat, if you think about when you burn your finger and your skin, it kind of all tightens up. It's exactly the same with beef. So uh, beef obviously is a muscle or it's a tendon. Okay, so uh, for rare, what, three to four minutes aside? Three to four minutes. And then for medium rare, you want probably five minutes. Medium, you want six to eight minutes. And well done is over 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, try and not to... I, do it know. I know. Yeah, I used I to be one for totally well done, but my yeah. wife has converted me to... All I would suggest, if you are somebody that eats your meat really well done, start off by going to well done and make sure you rest it for a little bit longer. Yeah. And then next time, push into medium well and before yeah. you know it, you'll be in blue steaks. Kathy turns the lights down so I can't yeah. see them coming. <laughs> Good move. I, lo- I like yeah. your style. My instruction, though, when I go to a restaurant would be no blood on the plate, please. Yeah, and that really the blood comes on the plate is when you haven't rested the meat. Like if you've got a medium rare steak and it's rested correctly, it won't bleed onto the plate. All right. And the chips then, are they triple cooked chips? Triple cooked chips. So all that is is just a fancy way of getting them nice and crispy. So cut them into nice chunky chips, put them into a pan of cold water, bring them up to the boil. When the when the water starts to boil, strain them off and lay them out on a, on a rack. So I like to use my grill for this. What we're trying to do is get rid of the steam or get rid of the water. Then set your fat fryer to 160 Drop them in for four to five minutes or even five mi- uh, six minutes on 160. This technique is called blanching. And then you lift the fryer up, turn your fryer up all the way. Most of them are set to 190 degrees on full. And then you're just going to blanch or the last cook for another four or five minutes. This gets them really crispy. Out onto a paper towel, season them with a little bit of salt. Serve them with your steaks and your cowboy butter. Mm. And away you go. Um, this is a WhatsApp. Uh, speaking of steaks, just back from Spain, a 350 gram sirloin with a bowl of salad, baked potato or fries with free glass of wine and a free liqueur, 14 euro. Well, well, can she send them where she went from over in Spain later this year? <laughs> My partner had a bad had a pan fried sole with salad and baked potato, free glass of wine and liqueur for 16 euro. Bottle of Rioja, 11 euro. Uh, that's from Michael in Donegal. Uh, would this recipe work with venison as well? Perfect. I mean, you'll find it very difficult to get venison, venison this, this guy time says, of year. Joe, he says he's plenty in the freezer. Yeah, so it would work perfectly with venison. It really works well with chicken or, you know, it's, we were talking about it before we come in there, but it's like an American technique serving a melted butter um, but it'll work with any kind of grilled meats mm. it'll even work perfectly with fish um, this is an interesting one the, the tomahawk steak 
Right. Yeah. It's a con, says uh, Dan. You pay for the full steak before you get it boned and trimmed, losing the most flavoured part of the steak, and the restaurant gets the meat for the expensive burgers free, paid for by the steak customer. What do you make of that? She's put my hand out to be slapped here today. <laughs> yeah, that does kind of happen, but the, the, the rib meat is uh, the tomahawk. The reason why you want to order a tomahawk on the bone is that cooking meat on the bone is going to deliver more on flavour. It's not just a technique for us restaurateurs to make more money. Uh, Ireland is a beef superpower and yet it practically is impossible to order a fillet steak anywhere ribeye is a con it's all fat what's going on that's from Ed Ed I work in the Marker Hotel which is down in Grand Canal we have 6 ounce and 8 ounce fillets on the menu you're more than welcome we'll cook you a steak any evening you like yeah and, and ribeye being a con that's people who don't really understand the, the great flavour you get from ribeye yeah and uh, you know I often hear chefs giving out about fillet I mean fillet is a beautiful piece of meat especially if you get one that's well marbled and like it's really tender it's uh, a ribeye will never be as tender as a fillet. So if you like fillet steak, eat fillet. Work away. Um, I like sirloin as well. But there you go. Yeah. Gareth Mullins, executive chef at uh, Anantara the Marker Dublin. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.